Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Welcome back to the Shamanic Innovations Podcast. I'm your host, Derek. It is Friday, January 17th, 2020, 10.27 a.m. We're outside here on the back patio. And, you know, I just wanted to come on and kind of record a little something and say hi and Thank everyone who has listened in. Um, I know these episodes do kind of get a little long and winded at times. Um, last one definitely did. Uh, you know, I think it's almost three hours of me kind of going off there. And I don't know who all these people are who are listening to this thing, but um, you know, you definitely are, you know are help there. I hope that I'm a help to you also. I hope that, you know, what I've been saying, what I've been, you know, putting out here has been helpful for you. Apparently, Stitcher is very popular. <laughs> um, just kind of looking through that last episode. And, yeah, looking through a couple... Yeah, Stitcher seems to be like my... Uh, somebody likes Stitcher. Um, so maybe that's, you know, just kind of a thing there. Uh, apparently, Stitcher has a bit of uh, a following... Uh, it's kind of funny, actually. Wow, Stitcher really has a following. Uh, it's kind of funny. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday um, who asked me about doing a collaboration podcast with them um, on a number of topics. Um, this one here has kind of been like the one man's journey, one man's you know struggle journey type of cast here. And I said I appreciate you all listening, but that there had... You know, more of a focus, um, doing some different things, you know, health and um, arts and all those sorts of things like that. Um, and actually have interviews on a regular basis, you know, not just the one man talking. Um, and it's something that, yeah, I, you know, I definitely want to work on and collaborate with. Um, I wonder a little bit if you know, this would interfere with that, and, you know, somebody would go back and listen to this after listening to that, and, hey, here I am doing this nice interview with someone, and I'm having my own moments. And, yeah, I've really had a few moments this past year, especially with the cast. Um, You guys have caught me in the good, the bad, the in-between. You've caught a lot of the transition and a lot of the growth in my life this past year. Um, just kind of thinking back, you know, it's a little bit weird to think through all the different things that I have talked about. Um, January 12th of last year, I made a starting point. Um, what did I say today was the 16th, 17th. So yeah, this time last year I was just starting out and was trying to figure out, you know, basically what I need to do next in order to grow. Um, I'm kind of curious the starting point. Oh, Spotify. That's more starting points. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's a little bit interesting when you go back through and you 
trying to get through those things there. Um, I don't know. I, I've been someone who, you know, I, I've had a lot go on in this past year. Um, you know, I, I've tried a lot of different uh, modalities and healings and ideas and, you know, I, I've done my share of protections and sayings and, you know, done my share of prayers. Um, definitely my share of prayers, probably more than my share of prayers. Um, a few of those prayers in different ways, yeah, so, you know, it's definitely been a change of this. Um, you know, I definitely have walked a little bit of this journey here. You know, we've talked a good bit about, you know, some of the different things that I've done shamanically. Um, you know, the shaman really is the person who finds that healing within themselves. And, you know, it's what I've kind of wanted to get into a bit here is some of the different things that I've had to do to find that healing, you know, taking trips out of the comfort zone, um, trying different plant medicines, you know. Seems that some of you like when I talk about ayahuasca, yeah. Some of you like when I talk about that stuff, you know. But also just getting, you know, myself moving, myself forward, um, taking some thoughts and forgiveness, you know, friends with family members, with people no longer in my life, um, with myself, having to learn to forgive myself. It's been an interesting journey. Um, it's kind of funny. I didn't make it all the way through Sober October. You know, um, looking at one of the titles there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to... Nope, I think it lasts about midway through the month. Um, just in time to do the loneliness special. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I've met, you know, a lot of different things with this. Uh, you know, as I said, I've looked into myself a good bit. Looked into the world around me. Um, I think I've made probably about five dollars if you really want to, you know, $4.86. I am not cashing out yet, though, because, you know, somebody's going to listen to this and I might push me over the $5 mark. Um, and it's always cool when it's like, hey, you know, this person, um, ooh, excuse me, this person, you know, this podcast here had 10 listeners. It said 25 listeners, you know. People listen to this here. It's always great to see that stuff. Um... And it's great when people, you know, tell you, you know, things about yourself and things that you're doing and, you know, tell you how you've helped them, especially with different things. Um, apparently people in the U.S. seem to like this podcast and people in Spain. Hmm. Uh, yes, it's really cool when, you know, people tell you, you know, the different things that you've done and maybe how that's helped you out a bit. Um... And it's good to see, you know, changes in yourself. And that's really why, you know, I want to do a lot of this, see the changes in myself. Um, I'm sitting here right now in yoga pants, which is kind of uh, weird for me to say. And I won't call them yoga pants again until I call them that. But they're kind of that stretchy workout pants, you know, the guys ones. Um, 
I really haven't done a lot of yoga, and um, I have taken walks with the dog. Um, I've sped up the pace of the walks recently. You know, try to get a little bit of a heart point on this app that I've been using. Um, you know, there's the uh, Google Fit app that you know gives you points for how much movement you do each day and all that. And um, you know, that ties into the Stride. I think it's either Stride or maybe Oscar. Oscar Health app that, you know, gives you money if you hit all your points. Um, and little tip, I set my points back a little bit just to start off and feel like I was accomplishing something. I don't want to end up winding them up as we move along here, but... It's interesting when you can see something and track progress, you know, up, down, whatever. Um, when you can see, you know, physical change, you know, people talk about that with working out, especially. Um, and, you know, a lot of people that, you know, they do these like big muscle workouts because they want big muscles to show or these big like fat shredder workouts because they think they're going to drop 50 pounds overnight. Um, you know, and really all that stuff is, you know, it's a combination of why you would drop fat or gain muscle or anything really with your weight. Um, you know, it's diet and exercise, and diet comes first with that. Um, so if you're, you know, shoving down every possible item at Golden Corral with a Diet Coke and thinking that running for half an hour is going to cure that, sadly mistaken. Because um, Diet Coke's probably the worst thing for you, aspartame. But we won't get into all of that yet. What we're talking about here is how, you know, people do find progress in their work. Um, a lot of people find it, like I said, with working out, and, you know, they get there gains or losses or whatever and they can physically see that um i really haven't seen a lot of gains um probably because i'm not doing a you know big heavy workout per se but you know it's also the body image that i've seen in myself um and don't get me wrong it's kind of weird like you know i noticed my weight go up to probably about 250 few years back when I was heavily on medication and working two jobs and heavily on medication basically so I could work the two jobs and you know five seconds away from a heart attack probably from being heavily on medication and working two jobs um yeah I ballooned up to about 250 and it was not fun um and I could feel you know the extra weight that I was carrying and you know, obviously the clothes were starting to get a little bit bigger. I had to go buy a bigger size and everything. And that was just kind of like a, uh, yeah. So, you know, really, in a sense, almost by no fault, but by fault, I started making all changes. You know, I cut that medication. I cut back to one job at the time. I, you know, started to make little improvements. Saw some of that weight come down. And then I, you know, went through 2016. I wouldn't say that was a very stressful year. And it ended me in a situation where I made some more changes. You know, I started drinking a lot more water. A lot more water. Like, where's my glass of water? We're actually going to go inside and grab it. A lot more water. Um, but I started drinking a lot more water. I would uh, take some walks with the dog. Forgive the soundtrack in the background there and 
inside, but you know, I'd take some walks with the dog where before I would just let the dog outside and never really walk with it. But I would at least, you know, try to get up at least once, twice a day now. You know, after 2016, I just walk around the block for a second. Even if slow, if nothing else, just to get used to the area. Um, so I would do that. And, you know, I said drink more water and, you know, the diet really didn't change too much. But in a sense it did, you know, I started slowing down some of the things that I would eat. You know, not really uh, getting into eating some of the unhealthier foods as much, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, I'd try. Everything was like try. Um, everything was a big try-try. So, you know, these are things that I did, and I liked it, you know, for myself personally. I became someone who, you know, would try to, would try to do, uh, you know, as much as I could, you know, for myself, but it wasn't really... a uh, big thing for me, you know, to try as hard as I wanted to. I wasn't really getting the try that I really needed out of all of this. Um, I wasn't really getting, you know, the, the full effort that I wanted out of it. And, uh, you know, when I got into doing Qigong, that gave me a little bit of an effort. It gave me a reason to start moving more, reason to start walking more, reason to start drinking better and, um, drinking more water and eating better foods and everything, you know. And, and I'd say um, the kidney stone also helped that along. And when I started doing Qigong, actually, it was, I had a cold at the time as I was recovering from the kidney stone and said, I need to recover and I don't want to be, you know, slave to all these medications. You know, I tried going back onto the medications, actually, um, again, just did not feel any better from the, at least the ones that I had there. And, you know, so yeah, I got away from that and, and I was like, all right, I need to figure out something. So getting into that, you know, I'm kind of trying to get into a practice, you know, of doing something, some sort of mindfulness, some sort of meditation, um, some sort of breathing, anything, some sort of movement, you know, some sort of expression. These are all things that I found here while living at this place, um, you know, while during this journey. This has been a, I'd say, three-year journey um, that I've been on. And really, you know, I knew that I was going on this journey three, four years ago. Um, yeah, I knew this in beginning of 2016 when I decided to move out of the house that I was renting then that I was going to be going on the journey. And I wasn't exactly sure where this journey was going to lead me and, you know, if it was going to keep me here, especially um, in this area. I had kind of figured that I would take the journey living back at my mom's place and could, you know, take this time to figure myself out there. Um, you know, take on the small job and do the things that I want to do there. Um, instead, it, you know, had me in this location here, and you know, it's been a it's been a ride per se. 
Um, it has been physically a ride. You know, at the end of 2016, I'd have to look at the exact paperwork. I was still well over 200 pounds, probably like 225, I think, at this point. 225, 230, starting to sound right. Um, and this is even with drinking, you know, water a bit more than possible. But at that time, I was still heavy in the sodas, the teas, you know, it would be sweet tea all day, every day. I'd wake up, get an extra large sweet tea from whatever, you know, place was open, McDonald's, usually. Um, I didn't really like any of the food other than the chicken nuggets at McDonald's. You know, uh, you give me chicken nuggets, fries, and a large sweet tea, and really you have to give me like a lot of chicken nuggets and fries because all I want is the sweet tea. You know, and actually even now as I say that, it does sound good. But it would be like the super-sized sweet tea there. You know, if I'm at Taco Bell, give me one there also. If I'm at Wendy's, give me one there also. You know, I would actually drive to McDonald's for their sweet tea and then drive to another place for food. Um, you know, I'd get it when I went to Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry, my gay friends. I actually, you know, the spicy chicken biscuits were really good, so I ate a lot of them uh, with the large sweet tea. Uh, you know, the large, the extra large sweet tea was everywhere in my life. I get the cans of Arizona, and I would keep the cans at work, and when my extra large sweet tea ran out, I'd refill it with the can. You know, I got into the sweet tea habit pretty much as a kid, but work-wise, working at Golden Corral, hey, I got to drink something constantly, give me the sweet tea. I got to sample the tea, give me the tea. I would, you know, and as I said, morning, noon, night. It was like what I had, sweet tea, and that was it. Um, so no wonder I was probably about 250. Yeah, it was all like sugar and tea. Um, you know, and I've tried coffee. Coffee does not do any, you know, at best, coffee gives me the shits. At worst, coffee gives me the shits and puts me to sleep. Along with the crackhead jitters. Oh, sorry, T. I don't know if I hit him or not there with the rocking chair, but, um... Sorry about it. Maybe you just felt my presence with this talk. But yeah, I mean, I got kind of big there for a while. Um, I'd say it was probably still like 225, you know, 230 at the end of 2016. Not really doing much, you know. I'd have the full, I'd probably have like two full pizzas instead of one, and you know. And if it was one full pizza, it'd be like the one, you know, the big crust, same day, you know, same hour or whatever. Um, and then go have another meal on top of that, you know. Just loading myself with stuff. Just thinking about it, it's like, wow. Um, so, yeah, you know, a little bit of a change there. And, I, you know, I think really, you know, going into 17 and 18 is when, you know, weight started to come off in 16. I remember, you know, going into work the overnight shift and people were like, man, you lost weight. And I'm like, maybe a little, you know, maybe down from 250, but I'm still, you know, like 225, you know. But um, it really started to come off, I'd say in 18 or 19, you know, 19 especially, I'd say. Um, you know, I started to move more, do more of the Qigong exercises. Actually, Qigong might have been 18 when I started it. And I'll know from the, um, if and when I rewind back on Facebook with that one, I'll know. Um, 
By the way, for those keeping up with the uh, Facebook challenge, uh, I have been able to cut off uh, some of the, you know, sort of negative channels, at least for 30 days. Try to, you know, back them off and back them off, get them out of my rotation. Um, cut away some altogether. You know, hopefully the messages will improve. And even with that being said, yeah, um, there's a phone call in the midst of my podcast, so I'll stop here. Hi, welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. Uh, The interruption was actually for a phone call to donate platelets for the local blood bank. Um, So yeah, as I was kind of thinking back here... (laughs) And really, that's kind of an interesting thing there also is, you know, I'm a platelet donor to try to help others, Um, which is still kind of weird. But um, yeah, I've been through a bit of change here um, in this location, just trying to get a grasp on... Guess you didn't want to talk. Try to get a grasp on who I am, what I am doing, you know, and how far I've changed. Um, how much I've changed. The weight's been a change, as I was saying, you know, it was at 225, probably in 2016, still treating my body like crap. Um, and, you know, slowly have just started trying to move better, you know. Well, it might have been 18 that I really kicked into doing Qigong more. Um, now kind of thinking back. I got to think of when that cold was, if it was 17 or 18. For some reason, 17's kind of coming to mind, though I don't remember doing a lot of Qigong while I had a visitor here in 17. I don't remember doing a lot of Qigong while they were here. Um, that might have been 18. Again, we'll see. But yeah, it's something where, you know, I, I kind of just wanted to. I think I did start it, you know, I started doing Qigong years ago, um, but never really serious, fully, you know, few times a week if not every day um but you know it's something where you know i've started just making little changes and each little change you know started to become something like i said the last two years really you know i've been able to notice the weight um more just you know with other things i would go put on a pair of pants and you know where before you know the pants would fit around my waist and i'm you know, I might need a belt, but I could get away with walking around the house at least. You know, like if I left my belt in the other room and like walk to the other room with the pants on and they not fall down until I can go get the belt and, you know, tighten them up. And instead, I would go put on a pair of pants and they would immediately sink. You know, as soon as I bought them, they just immediately sink to the ground. And I go put them in the belt and I ran out of notches. You know, that was a big one for me. When I ran out of notches in my belt, um, I had these belts that, you know, I've had for, shit, almost 10 years, you know, since the married days. Um, and I would go to put them on, and I don't have any notches to use, you know? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I can't wear these this anymore because the notches don't fit, you know? Pants are falling down even with the belt done. So that was big for me, having to go and buy new pants, you know, and buy a new belt, you know, have that sort of realization. Um, and even with that said, you know, 
like, hey, I, I, you know, I want to go through and try to figure out, like, okay, as I move forward, you know, what pants would I not take with me because I'm not going to be able to buckle them. You know, the belt doesn't fit. Pants don't fit. They're falling to the ground. Um, and it's not like I'm super trying to lose, but, you know, it does kind of feel good to see weight come off. You know, and it's something I have to kind of worry and scare, you know, not really worry, but I have to monitor a bit of myself. Um, my diet, you know, it's, it's improved, but it hasn't. I told myself earlier today that I was going to have a salad after having a banana instead of just had the banana, um, which maybe I'll go in after this and make the salad at least. But, you know, I will have days where I might just have that banana and that would be all I had throughout the day. What was it? Monday, I think it was. All I had was like a couple of pieces of cheese and some sliced nuts, you know, because, oh, I want to go to the grocery store and this and that, and I'm going to go get something to eat when I go out, you know, I'm going to go stop by a restaurant, you know, so I'm not shopping while hungry, which I ended up doing anyway. I just brought food home. But, um, yeah, I mean, like that day I didn't end up eating until like, what, 6.30, I think it was. I can't do this to myself. You know, and I went and weighed myself that day, and it had my new weight on it. And, you know, I posted a new weight, and everybody's, like, congratulating me. And especially those who might have known me in the 250 days or just feel like, oh, this guy's actually posting his weight. But, you know, when I started taking those, I started actually, you know, last year, I think it was. I would just, you know, I'd go to in the Publix and check my weight. And I started noticing it was a little bit, you know, it was below that 225 mark and it's getting closer to the 200 mark. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, what the hell is going on, you know? And it, it did kind of, you know, give me a bit of encouragement there. Like, oh, you know, if I keep up with this whole drinking water and doing Qigong and taking the dog for a walk and eating a couple salads here and there and whatever, maybe I can, you know weigh a decent amount. Um, nicknames always kind of stick to people. So, you know, my nickname has really just been D. You know, Little D, or, you know, D Pebble, whatever. And then I grew into D Rock, you know. D Rock's party, rocks the body. Yeah, D Rock is where it comes from, you know. And one that I started noticing that people call me Big Big D. Hey, Big D, Big D. And yes, I'm a bit tall. You know, that's something I guess I won't get away from, especially if everybody's like 5'4 and under. Here I am, I'm about six feet, you know. Ooh, maybe I am tall D, but I'm not really, I'm not really tall D. Because I know other people who are much taller than me, you know. Kind of like medium D. They're like, big D, big D. And, you know, I've grown up around all these people who are actually big, big, you know, heavier, much heavier. You know, I thought that whole 250, 300 pound lifestyle was what you're supposed to have as an adult. Because everyone that I knew seemed to be that big, you know. My uncles seemed to be that big, you know. My cousins seemed to be that big. Everyone I knew seemed to be that big. So the thought of being, you know, 200 pounds or less is like, whoa. Right now I'm down to pretty close to my high school weight. 
189, 188, you know, and I keep wanting to move a little bit more. Maybe try to tone some, maybe try to like work some of those muscles. So, you know, it's kind of weird now. Like I used to take off my shirt and I'll be honest, I saw man boobs. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw, man, I, like, I saw B cups. Okay. Probably, they, like, they may have been C cups, but they were probably B cups, you know. And they were, like, kind of sagging a little bit, you know. Like, I think it was the left, yeah, I think it's the left one kind of sags a little more than the right. Like, what the hell? You know. I'm sitting here doing, like, my own personal, you know, breast self-check. Because even men, yes, we should check our breasts. So I'm sitting here checking for lumps, and I'm like, damn. How about if I just, you know, what the fuck? I got titties now. What the hell, man? So, you know, I'm looking to take off the shirt now. I was like, well, you know, I don't really like titties anymore. You know, it might be like a pectoral muscle if I really squeeze a little bit, you know. I take off my shirt. Yeah, it used to be like, you know, a freaking giant gut. Now it's not really like a giant gut anymore, you know. If I really squeeze, I might be able to get an ab out of there. You know? So, yeah, it starts to feel, you know, you start to see these things. Um, and like I said, it got the apps. You start to see these things. You can see those sorts of changes. And, you know, whenever you see the changes, when you are inspired to make more of them. Um, like I said, you know, people told me that I was losing weight. Um, especially 2016. I never really, whatever. I've had people tell me this entire day, oh, yeah, you look great, you're losing weight, you, look great. you know, what's your secret, whatever. And, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you my secret, water and qigong. But, you know, if you tell me I look great, it's like, ah, eh, thanks. It's not until I actually see that in myself, you know. And that's a big thing, you know, seeing it in ourselves. You know, finding a way to track our progress. They have this thing on the internet, Transformation Tuesday, where you have these people who, you know, really have good gym stories. Um, and they'll go and they'll find the picture of themselves, like, super bloated out. And then they go find something of themselves, like, much thinner. Post them side by side. And like, oh, yeah, Transformation Tuesday. Which is usually followed by, you know, sign up for this or buy that or whatever, you know, stores near you. Um... And I don't want to be, you know, that self-conscious person, but I've almost kind of thought, man, maybe I need a Transformation Tuesday in my life because I really, you know, I, I almost don't know if I see it in myself, you know, other than physically having the photo there next to me to say, hey, this is what change you've had, you know. So, yeah, I really want to, you know, get into doing that more. I really want to um, figure my way around it. You know, really want to be able to see that more in myself. Um, it's kind of weird when you notice, you know yourself going out of focus and out of uh, concentration. 
you know, even when you're doing your own podcast and you're just like, oh, let me type something in. Let me type something in here and not, you know, pay attention to myself talking. But that's something that we've done. And something I've noticed in myself also is, you know, my amount of attention I'm taking to my life and those around me and what's going on. Um, trying to be more mindful and less distracted, less on the devices. I know as I sit here and ramble into a device, but, you know, try to just get a better presence of things. And a better appreciation. You know, and realizing those points of transformation. And thanks for confirmation, birds. Realizing those points of transformation and appreciating them more. Um, I've struggled with the idea of, hey, you know what? I weigh this. I look like this. You know, I'm really good here. And is good for me. I've struggled with that. And I've wanted to become better about it. Um, I've struggled with the idea of, you know, my own self-worth, in a sense. You know, obviously, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, had struggles of, you know, who I am, that sort of identity. Um, It's that, you know, mid-40s, the identity crisis, the midlife crisis, the the pattern. I, I got a nap here. I'm telling myself to not look at any more devices. I got a nap that um, talks about the different things that we go through in our lives and how we are, you know, based on, it's really based on like birth chart, I think. It's called the pattern, surprisingly. enough. Um, and it has this one here, you know, at least the past few years have been confusion and idealism. You know, it's just a pattern I've been going through, trying to figure out, you know, who I am, you know, what am I doing with my life, you know, yeah, 21 months, eight days of this one left, so hopefully, you know, I'll know who I am next, <laughs> hopefully I'll know who I am now, but, um, you know, even looking at that and looking at, you know, the pattern and progress of what I've done here in my lifetime, um, it, you know, as I said, it's very weird to track ourselves during life. You know, uh, I've used, you know, we use our weight and, you know, body and everything to track how we physically are. Um, and, and then I think, like, you know, spiritually, you know, we, we can track, especially, you know, if we're going for religious versus whatever, we can kind of track that a little bit and see how far we've come. Um, you know, we can track and see, you know, have we really forgiven these people in our lives? Um, have we really started to show kindness and love towards them? You know, how do we treat the everyday person that we run into? How are we treating ourselves even? Um, so, you know, these are important things to find. And I know for me also, you know, just tracking how I am mentally. Um, and I think this podcast has been big for that, especially, especially with everything I've gone through, you know, this past year, but especially over the past couple of years, especially over my lifetime. Uh, this gives me a really good sort of, you know, this is kind of, it's, 
gives me a really good sort of diagnosis sheet, you know, prognosis sheet. Um, if I would say that the first episode of this podcast was the starting point, then this is kind of the pit stop, you know. This is kind of the refueling station. This is kind of the, you know, the checkup. You know, you go to a doctor, you get a checkup, and then, you know, check your knees, check your heart, all that sort of stuff, check your ears. Well, this is that, you know. Um, my, my report card, my progress report. And this has really been for me an area that I can come to and have that. You know, and like I said, I've been able to get into every single facet of my journey, you know, front, back, side, forward, everything. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I've, and I think we've talked in this past year or so about a lot of issues. You know, we, we've went through, you know, childhood traumas. We've went through abandonment issues. We've went through you know, sexual things, teenage years, we've went through, you know, adult life, um, relationships, friendships, work, um, we've went through, you know, addictions, we've went through, you know, just everything that I could possibly think of. Um, everything I could possibly think of. We have tried it all. We have discussed, you know, the music that has been with me, the things that have helped me grow, the things that have maybe held me back. Um, you guys have seen me at the highs, the lows, the everything in between. And honestly, for that, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and, you know, uh, you guys obviously, you know, who listen um, I also, you know, give a thanks to the YouTube crowd who watch, or have watched at least. Um, and really, I haven't kept up with YouTube as much as I've kept up with you guys. Probably because it's a little bit easier to do, you know. I can just boom and talk. And I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing or how I look that day. You know, I don't have to worry about what shirt's on or what shoes. Just boom and talk. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you guys for that. Um, you know thank the YouTube crowd also thank the Facebook the Twitter the you know Instagrams the all these you know random networks that I know people thank the in real life people also um, I have to thank those who have reached out to me personally you know who've called who've called unexpectedly at times um, you know have called to give celebrations called to give um, you know tips call just to check in, you know, thank you for all your calls, your messages, you know, the ideas, the, hey, you know, let's try this out, the, you know, suggestions, the offers, everything, I have to thank everyone for all these things, because, you know, they've been helpful, um, you know, and as, as I keep saying, I hate using buzzwords on, you know, what's popular right now, but this sort of mental health break, in a sense, that I've been on. I don't know if I want to call it a mental health break, but, you know, I guess work-wise, I have had a break. Um, breaking point and a break. But, yeah, this sort of break here has been, you know, it's been a challenge, but it's been a rewarding challenge. Um, you know, this, this time especially, it's been a rewarding challenge. 
you know, and trying to figure out a lot of what's going on inside of me. I'm not going to say that I am perfect and healed and fixed and everything. I mean, probably like 10 minutes before I started recording today, I had a nice little breakdown, you know, just crying. And, uh, I really should have broke up the video for that one, but I didn't have a device next to me. I'm going to tell myself one of these times, I'm going to, you know, catch one of these little crying episodes on tape. Um, yeah, you know, I've had those sorts of things happen, and, you know, it's been a, it's been a rough go. Um, I'm going to be moving at the end of this month, and, you know, I'm still kind of indecisive totally about everything. Um, I know that I'm moving at the end of this month. That part's not changing. Um, I need to kind of just make the full decision and live with it on where, you know. And there's, there's options and, you know, I need to just come to grips with the options and, you know, actually take the where up and do it and be happy about it. Um, and it's tough. Because a lot of me really has looked back, you know, with this time here and with the time in general. Um, and it's really easy to kick yourself down for the failures that you've had. <sighs> Which I'm going to do that as I do this. It is super easy, super easy. It is super easy to kick yourself down for your failures. <coughs> when I first came to St. Petersburg, I had so many little plans and dreams and aspirations for my life. Um, the thought was that I would ride this TV career on up and, you know, earn as much as I could with that business, but really parlay that into being able to tell my own stories, um, you know, and do it for, you know, either the station or the company um, on a global, you know, national, global scale, tell my own stories, you know. I could one day kind of be this sort of, you know, fun, entertaining type reporter who, yeah, it's a blog, but he's also talking about, you know, world events and current stuff and, you know, yeah, it's video, but he's doing interviews with, you know, different people and, like, up-and-coming celebrities and, you know, doctors who happen to know about cutting-edge things and, you know, all sorts of, you know, weird stuff. Yeah, so, you know, but... Yeah, it's his journey, but he's bringing people along for the ride, and here's the music, and here's the art, and, you know. So that was kind of a figure that I had. And I figured, you know, I'd find some success with all of this here, you know, work myself through success. And, um, you know, I also figured that I would be able to kind of right some of the wrongs of you know, the past here, my childhood and whatever. Um, 
I can't, I moved here at 29. And at 29, I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to meet someone in my 30s, and I'll get married, and I'll have kids. You know. At some point, I'll have kids in my 30s. You know. You know, be that present dad, you know. Kids not leaving my sight, you know, type of thing. And, you know be a good role model and show them how they can, you know, better life and yeah, I'm gonna go and, you know pay back a bunch of these debts that I had and, you know yeah, I know I'm declaring bankruptcy on some of this stuff, but I'll get the student loan stuff you know, under control and won't run into any more debts there and, you know, I'll be able to finish school at some point, have that you know, degree um you know, something I could show off, like, yeah, you can go back and do this, and, you know, anything's possible, and, you know, still have the career, but, you know, I've launched into, like, my own sort of separate thing on the side, and when I'm ready, I can, you know, move off on my own and do my own thing, you know, as a retirement type of deal, um, you know, and, uh, like, I had all these, all these sort of plans, you know, Instruct and learn, and you know, all, all these sort of things that I wanted to do. You know, and the kid thing, especially. Um, yeah, you know, kid names picked out, and I want to, you know, be able to teach them this and that. But, you know, the work thing also, I'll be living here, and, you know, doing all these sorts of, you know, taking trips. And um, I can remember there was this festival in India, Kudamea, that I had planned on going to in my 40s because by then, hey, you know what? I'll have had my kids, you know, and I can go to the festival for like, you know, the two weeks or whatever over there and show my kids this is something that, you know, they'll want to do when they are adults and, you know, bring them back something nice, whatever. And, you know, like all these dreams. And, you know, depending on how we want to look at it, it really becomes a thing. It depends on how you view life. Uh, if you're a success or a failure. Um, and I've had to kind of come to grips with the idea that even not accomplishing those dreams that were on that list that I can still be a success. Like, you know, nothing on that list. I mean, yeah. You know, the, the marriage was over just as soon as it started and the kids, mm-hmm, yeah, still don't see them. The successful job um, became unsuccessful and I became successful at it, let's say, and, you know, I, I can say that I am kind of telling stories, you know, I do kind of have, like, I guess a blog, vlog, podcast, you know, that part of this is true, someone's listening, and thank you all for that, but, um, yeah, I do kind of have to wonder sometimes, like, you know, did you really accomplish any of it? 
I mean, I kind of had this thought in my head, yeah, you know, I'll learn about these different plant medicines while down here and, you know, find ways to not really be as smoky, smoky on the pipey, pipey. Yeah, let's go ahead and take another hit of that. I know one dispensary actually. As I'm saying this, one dispensary did come up with like a powder. That's <coughs> 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 supposed to be able to mix with the drinks. I have not made it over to try that yet. Um, I don't want to, but I wonder, you know, I mean, that's kind of a chemicalized form of the plant. Is that really something to help me out there? And yeah, I mean, this has just become something I've kind of become addicted to. Um, I mean, I was eating edibles. And I, you know, I've had my fun of medicinal marijuana over this past year. And since um, it's been good for the experience also, it's been helpful to keep me somewhat sane. Um, and I wonder a little bit if it's, you know, helped with the insanity. But, yeah, I, I do kind of have my moments here. And, uh, you know, as I sit here now, I have to make sure that, you know, I look at this as not being a failure. You know. <clears throat> it's only a failure if you didn't learn anything. Maybe that's a quote from somewhere, and if not, then quote me. It's only a failure if you didn't learn anything. And I think I've learned a lot during my time here, especially during my three years here, especially, like I said, during the one year of this podcast. I think I've learned so much. Um, it's been humbling. You know, it's been humbling to find yourself at a point where, you know, you could, in theory, lose everything. Um, where you have, in theory, hit rock bottom. You know, it's very humbling to find that. Very humbling to find, you know, yourself in a position where you are wondering daily about life, um, you know, what to do, where to go next. You know, where you basically have just gotten to survival mode. It's very humbling. And I'm really done with the idea of surviving. I'm really done with the idea of surviving. I have survived for the past three years. But I've survived for the past 42 years also. Um, you know, I really believe that we are put into this planet a lot of times with this idea that, you know, we have to just survive any means necessary, you know. It's continuation, continuation. You know, it's why people procreate, is continuation, you know. It's why people procreate within races, is a con continuation. Again, as I'm feeling like I've, you know, not been successful in life, I'll say that much. Yeah, you know, why people do anything really is continuation. It's why people create art is continuation. You know? You create art so that the beauty 
that you see in your head can continue. You create music so that the beauty that you hear can continue. So, you know, I, I have to really, you know, and it's something I guess we all have to do, but I'll take the eye out of this. I have to really come to this idealistic grip that the things that I'm doing in my life, you know, are allowing me to continue, are allowing, you know, those around me to continue, humanity continue. Um, that I am creating more each day. And that even if I'm not creating a certain, you know, even if I'm not creating the genetic Derek again. Oh, damn, I mean, look at these eyes. I know that you podcast people can't see them. But, you know, for the rest of the world, yeah, get a look at the eyes sometime. The fucking skin tone, wow. I mean, sexy motherfucker over here. And I'm working out too, so I'm just getting sexier, I guess, by the moment. Ugh. I should freeze some sperm, I guess. But, um, yeah, outside of that, I, you know, have to kind of realize that, you know, I am creating each day. You know, I'm creating something for the people here you know, to see and witness and draw inspiration from. I have to realize that, you know, and that takes progress. That's taken a lot of progress for me to find. Um, it's kind of weird. I'm sitting outside on the back porch and inside what I guess we'll call it my bedroom slash studio room. Um, really, it's a studio office room, bedroom. There's now an easel with a canvas sitting on it. <laughs> canvas is blank. I may or may not put something on it today. <clears throat> I put something on one last week, actually, that really, you know, it blew my mind. Blows my mind even now going back and looking at it because there's, like, texture and it's blending and there's colors. and You know, it's like, wow, I put that together? What the fuck, Derek? I did that? Wait. I did that? Wait, I did that? Hold on. You know, so just looking at that kind of gives me a little bit of a solace there. Um, you know, so I wanted to work on, you know, doing a little bit more on a different canvas, I guess. And just thinking about that there kind of has me thinking to myself, I never really saw myself as an artist, never really saw myself painting. You know, I walk into another room, there's a set of DJ equipment. Granted, it's on a rental, but I never really saw myself doing that again. I sold my DJ equipment when my wife and I split. Actually, right before we split. I sold it for the car accident. Um, to pay off, you know, the debt of the car, I thought, like, hey, you know, here, you can sell this and use it for a down payment. And I'm sorry, you know, that I've hurt your feelings. So here's the most important thing in my life, I guess. Um... And then I actually sits across from a piano that I rarely touch. But, yeah, I never really pictured, you know, having one of those in my life again either. You know, I, I never really pictured having these little toys here. And, you know, the canvas sits next to a pouring table. And, 
you know, there's paint stocked up, and there's another computer, you know, this touchscreen that I have um, digital art programs, and I think there's even a DJ program on there also, and it's just, you know, music program. It's just like, wow, I have all these little toys, you know, that I can play with. And I never really saw myself doing these things before. You know, I never really thought that I, you know, would do them again. Um, I saw them in myself originally when I was married, you know, because I had the DJ equipment, and I had some of the music stuff going on, and I didn't really have the full-size piano, but I had like a little, you know, keyboard area, and I was starting to tinker with writing music, and, I remember we bought my, I bought my wife actually, or my ex-wife, I should say, I bought her the last Christmas present that I bought was an easel. Um, because, she, you know, she had put a canvas that she wanted to start painting on, and like a really big canvas. Um, and she didn't really paint a lot. I think she maybe had one other thing that she painted, and, you know, she was doing drafting or whatever, but, you know, she expressed an interest in painting. So I went and bought her this really nice easel set and painting set, whatever, and I was like, hey, start painting. I don't know if she paints. I do know that before getting this easel, I had a chair <laughs> that had a sheet on top of it that was sitting on top of a table, and that's what I would use as my easel to paint on. So just to think about that progress right there, you know, to go from, um, and really like that idea came from, I put a sheet on top of, at a computer or whatever in the living room, and I just put a sheet on top of that and kind of, you know, backed the canvas up onto that. I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't do this in the living room on top of like the regular desk or whatever. Let's, you know, come back here and put something else together. Progress. You know, I painted a lot of paintings in that living, in that, in this back room here, on that chair set up, a lot of things. So you know, just to see the progress there, and see the progress in the paintings. You know, I painted a dolphin last week, and the dolphin had color, and the dolphin like looks like a dolphin from far away with color, and you know, it looks like it's like in the ocean. I don't know the dolphin's fucking tail sticking out, you know, where it looks like it's just a fucking cardboard piece of dolphin there. Like, wow. So the progress that I'm starting to make. And my birds, like I have color on my birds, you know, I look like birds. So the beach looks almost like a beach. I need to like work on the beach a little bit more, but I almost got to look like a beach. You know, my water looks like water. So, you know, progress that I'm starting to make here. I want to make more. I want to create more progress in my life. Um, so that's really where I think I want to go here. So I want to be able to move on and move forward in creating more and more, putting more progress into my life. I don't want to be stagnant anymore. I don't want to be, you know, hampered by this repeat of pain. Um, I want to be able to, you know, take journeys. Um, we had another ayahuasca ceremony recently. The shaman, you know, and this guy here is also a painter. And 
you know, we're all, they're all musicians and painters, I find. Um, this guy does the vision quest there. It wasn't ayahuasca, excuse me, it was San Pedro. My, my apologies. We had a San Pedro ceremony. Um, we've had an ayahuasca ceremony also. We had a San Pedro ceremony. Just recently, right before the end of the year, and I took my girlfriend to that. And I had actually, I obviously kind of fell, fell asleep during a little bit of San Pedro, and I laid down there in the sweat lodge, because we did a sweat lodge also during this. And, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm tired. Can I do all this healing today? Oh, uh, but she paid. She stayed up for a lot of it, you know. And, um, but I wanted her to experience this just so she knew exactly what I was getting into, you know, because I, I felt like she didn't really understand why I was making a point to attending these things, you know, why I made a point to do this. Um, and... The only thing that I said to her afterwards is that I wanted to go to go south. Like, there you have the vision quest in June. I was like, I want to go to the vision quest. Okay. You know. And it wasn't like I wanted to go. I was like, I'm going to vision quest. You know, because I had mentioned this her to this to her before. Like I mentioned this to her back in June that I wanted to go even before trying Aya. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. Once I took her to the same page over here, I was like, I want to go. I'm going. Um, and really, you know, this has just become the thing for me is, you know, how can I make myself to go? I know that I'm going to have a long road ahead of me. I know that I'm going to have a long road ahead of me. But, you know, I also know the progress that I've made so far and where I can't turn back. Um, for me, it is about, you know, finding healing. It is about finding growth. Um, about putting to rest a lot of these things. It's kind of weird because they have another San Pedro this evening. Um, I would almost hope that yeah, they have another one this evening. I wish I could go out, but um, there's no way I'd be able to do a San Pedro and then a wedding, you know, the next day. Um, absolutely no way, you know. If for some reason, like, I could not do the same, do the wedding next weekend and they want to do it on San Pedro, or, you know, if I get a phone call from Lori, which I need to call her today, and make that mention I'm a DJ but um, if for whatever reason then yeah maybe I would think to not do the um, you know do the same page tonight like a phone call merch like right wing in Mary fuck this dude then fuck it I'll go to St. Peter tonight but um, I have my wedding so no St. Peter tonight but I do want to come back and do one or, you know, work out a way to be down here and do another one something. Um, sit again with family again here. But I definitely want to sit with family down there. And it's weird because, you know, even as I think about it, like, I know that there's family coming up, you know, this next month and the month after, you know.
I know for me, though, it's a case of just wanting to find these ways to to yourself and grow. I'd end up sending the letters to, well, <laughs> send a letter to my sister, crickets. So I'd end up uh, say, sending letters to my sister and to my ex into the flames. Um, I do have one copy of the ex letter in case I want to give it to Gail to give to my ex. It may just go into flame also. But it's like hidden away, you know, for if I see Gail for departing, just should. I'm, I know I will. Um, yeah, it's just getting everything kind of settled in life, moving forward. Um, and I need to do the weddings, just so I have something to kind of keep me going here. Hoping that the car's working, you know, that'll be something there. And yeah, I'll just keep myself going. Keep myself going, keep myself going, going, going. Keep myself being happy, keep myself moving forward, keep myself progressing. That's what's important right now. Just keep moving forward. Keep progressing. Um, find ways to thrive and not just survive. I've done far too much surviving over the past years. And I want to say that now it's time to start thriving. It's time to make this year a year that I thrive not just a year that I survived. Um, it's time to make the future time to thrive and not just time to survive. Yeah. There'll be lots of things that we can come back to in our lives. And, you know, I plan to come back to many of them. But, yeah, I want to thrive. I don't want to just survive, you know. I gotta make a stop into the P-Town just to say hi to mom on the way out. I thought about that. She's a birthday weekend. Or do I wanna make a stop there at all? I just wanna leave. Come back when I'm Letting go and shedding a lot of that past is rough. And, you know, I can't say that I've fully done it. And, I, you know, this is not a path that I recommend for the weak at heart. But um, it's definitely something that, you know, learning to let go of a lot of that past hurt. Do it in my way. You know, sitting with that hurt and figuring out, you know, 
where exactly that hurt comes from and giving that hurt the space that it needs and finally, you know, letting that hurt go. I feel that, you know, there is some energy here, there, wherever, good, evil. Um, but yeah, how can I learn to let it go? How can I learn to make it better for myself? Yeah. That's really the issue. So I think what I'm gonna try to do is just, you know, keep putting, keep moving forward. Keep trying to make this a thing where I can continue my journey forward. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully this gains some traction, some listeners in this next year. You know, um, like I said, I do have, you know, a collaboration project that will be starting hopefully in March of this year. Uh, we're going to work on it in February and try to get it off the ball and roll into where we can work on it in March. And, you know, hopefully that can be something. Hopefully, you know, I can begin to work with people on things. Um, I want to work with other artists. I want to, you know. Um, it's kind of weird to say that I want to leave this area and find reasons to come back. But that first year, I remember when I left Jacksonville, I came back so many times. Um, it became like nothing, you know. Uh, I would just make a drive back down or drive back up, you know. Like, I would just make drives back and forth just to move my stuff, I remember. But I would drive back up, you know. That's where I found the whole back roads thing, where I cut through Palak, like, was making the drives. Because, oh, you know, I need to cut through Palak and say hi to Mom on the way to do this and do that. Apparently I have more patterns to read over. Hm. Uh, but yeah, I would just make all these different drives back up and down the uh, coast, you know, down state. You know, and the car blew up at one point and threw it in the thing. And I think I remember getting a plane and found the plane ticket back and forth and, you know, the train ride back and forth. And um, went up and I DJed a party, you know. See, I think I did you a couple things up there, Jacksonville, right after leaving, you know, just, just to do them, so I can do it. So, with that said, yeah, I definitely want to come back and do art here, you know. Because it looks like either way I'm leaving St. Pete, you know, if I move to Clearwater, it'd be up the road. Move to Georgia, I'd be really up the road. But yeah, you know, there's people I'm, I'm not done yet. So I want to, you know, work on that, work on art, try to sell art, try to get inspired for art, take pictures for art. You know, I have friends in the area, just, if we stay with and be okay, just work on some art. Uh, it might be easier to come back and see people without having a place to live and just work on art. The uh, easel that I have, it's actually like a travel easel. So I can bring it back and work on art. Take it with me anywhere. So yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to work on art. I want to work on me. Work on life. 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 
wishes I want to work on the you know doing better things with my patterns and it's not just being caught up with them you know so yeah this is what I'm working on here making myself better making the world around me better for everyone to, you know, take their time and make the world around them better as they work themselves better. Because truly, if we're going to make this into a better world, it starts within. So let's take the time to make ourselves better and we take the time to make those around us and our world better. Shamanic Innovations. I want to thank you all for listening this past year. I want to thank you all for the years to come. And let's just move forward. And yeah, we can miss the past. I miss the old meme page every stinking day. I'll say that. I do. But I'm thinking it's time that we move forward and, you know, find new things that we can have in our lives. I guess there's new things to miss. The thing about memories and things that we miss is that we can create ways to where they live forever. Yeah, sure, that's why people create children. But it's also why they create art, music, poetry. That's why we create every moment of our lives. Those things that we create and live on. That's why I've created this podcast. So hopefully years from now. Years. Live on. Thank you all for listening to Shamanic Innovations. I've been your host, Derek. And um, why don't you come and serve it sometime? <laughs>